Welcome to Women Winning at Work podcast. My name is Barka Herman. I interview women with successful careers in tech. Please like and share this episode and podcast, and do reach out to me if you or someone you know would like to be featured on my podcast. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Barka Herman. And now, without delay, please enjoy this episode. Um, hello, everyone. So this is another episode of Women, Women Winning at Work podcast with Barca Herman. And today I have an amazing guest, Diana Gonzalez. Diana Gonzalez also works for Microsoft at a, as a customer engineer, and she specializes in data and AI. And I'm going to invite you, Diana, to describe your own work. So go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Parkma, for the opportunity. I um, Yeah, I started at Microsoft for about two years now. I am a data and AI customer engineer where I help uh, in various technologies in Azure. I'm mostly focused working with like Azure SQL database and Azure SQL managed instance and just trying to learn as much as I can there to help uh, bring customers over into the cloud. Okay. So when you um was it a transition for you to move to cloud diana from on-premise or were you working with cloud before no yeah so it was a transition from moving on-prem to the cloud but since i started at microsoft i kind of just that's kind of was my focus as once i started so strictly kind of hired just to you know get in and learn as much as i could uh, within the Azure Cloud, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was just a rapid change, but um, I've learned so much just being here already and it, the opportunities are endless, so. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's start with uh, my usual first question, which is I, I'm like a comic book and Marvel and DC geek. <laughs> So every every character there has an origin story. So I always ask my guests, what is your origin story, Diana? Tell me about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have so much to say. So hopefully I don't bore everybody. But <laughs> so I come from a, I come uh, from a big Latino family of six girls and one boy. So uh, my parents immigrated from Mexico to the States in about around 1977 so they did their best you know not knowing english or really anybody just to create a stable environment for me and my siblings and just growing up you know and it was a kind of a strict christian uh background and kind of in an all-female household i never thought i would end up in the tech field we were kind of more worried about shopping makeup and hair than knowing about technology in those days but I would say it was uh, around the 90s when my dad bought us our, our first desktop computer. I think it was called, it was like an e-machine that I kind of started thinking about technology and just being, I would just remember just being curious, you know, when, when the computer would break or something, they'd be like, you, you fix it. So there I was just trying to find a way to fix the computer and and then in high school, you know, taking some like computer design classes, which is kind of just basic learning of Microsoft Office that I kind of just, you know, I became more curious about technology. So, oh, so I'm going to pause you there. That sounds fascinating, though. So tell me, where did you uh, where did you live growing up? Where did you grow up? So I grew up um, in Houston, Texas. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 
born and raised. I've never moved. <laughs> so I'm a Texas girl all the way. So yeah, I mean, I grew up here. And, and then, are you the oldest, Diana? Is that why you got to be the, the designated computer fixer? Or <laughs> did you have an aptitude? No, so I was the fifth youngest. Wow. So yeah, so I was the youngest for a while. I would say, I think it was about five years, five or six years that I was the youngest until my mom had her first boy. And then I still was the youngest. And then my mom decided, I don't know, to have another one for some reason. When she had my last sister. So yeah, so I was kind of just the, just the youngest for a while there. So just, you know, being curious, I said, I think, and just always trying always to be on the computer. Yeah, so you were the most curious then to be the, the fixer. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. And, and nobody would took interest to fix it. So I was like, okay, let me just try to see if I can figure this out. So that's what I did. That's amazing. Okay, so go on, continue. You're in high school, you're taking some classes, then what? Yeah, so kind of just, you know, again, just became more interested about technology and all of the things it has to offer. But so, yeah, I mean, I graduated and in, in my first into my first uh, semester in community college, I I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so, wow, I yeah. So uh, that just having to drop out of college to make ends meet with a child in the way was just a feeling of disappointment, failure and shame that I felt not only, you know, within myself, but like, I felt like I failed my family and God and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started about big families and, and guilt. <laughs> yes. So by the age of 20, I had two, two beautiful girls and uh, just working and making ends meet. And I still though had that strong desire to go back to school and finish. Like that was always something that it was in the back of my mind that I wanted to go back. And luckily in 2006, I was able to take that leap of faith and, and I quit my job and mm -hmm. I went back to school. And so, yeah, I remember it was funny because my eldest, my oldest girl was starting kindergarten and I was starting my back to freshman year in college. So That's I just so remember, cool. yeah, I remember telling myself once when she's out of elementary I'll yeah. be out of college. And so that kind of yeah. was always in the back of my mind as she would go into another year of school. I went to another year of college and, you know, I, it wasn't easy. I don't know how many yeah. times I cried. I was exhausted, <laughs> but I managed. My mom was a big help to me and she would always encourage me and just tell me, hey, you're almost done. Keep going. That's what she would always just tell me when she would see me come in and cry, you know, and yeah. Yeah, so wow, that that's an amazing story, Diana. Congratulations for that, because that's definitely it just goes to show you that we look at all these and, you know, I always perceived you as a successful woman having an amazing career. And I mean, you're you're so stylish and you're just so <laughs> fit and you're smiling and you, you, you just people think that the success has no like failure along the way. And the mm -hmm. more I talk to women, um, the more I realize each story is so unique and and you you just didn't stop. You you kept going. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like I said, it was a struggle juggling, you know, the two, my two girls in school. I, 
I remember having to take them with me sometimes um, just to finish out a project or something like that to school. But yeah, needless to say, I did it. I finished in 2011. I, I graduated the bachelor's degree in computer information systems from the University of Houston. Go Cougs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but that was like only the beginning of, of my career as a woman in tech because I didn't have any work experience right at all in technology besides what I took in high school you know yeah so yeah I mean I I started from the bottom learning as much as I could I started in a desktop desktop support so and just really just learning as much as I could from people At, at that time it was a lot of obviously men in the fields but uh, you know, I just would always ask questions. I was always yeah. asking questions, asking for help. I wasn't ashamed to do that. So I think that's one thing that really helped me get through, yeah. you know, as being a woman in tech. It's just leveraging the men to get yeah. to where I wanted to be. So, yeah, so it wasn't until a few years later that I landed a role at Mattress Firm as a SQL da- database administrator where so I met. Me, how did that happen? How did you go from like that de- desktop support to database? How did that happen? So I quickly found out that desktop support wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't something that I mean, I, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't something that I wanted to continue to pursue. And, and I know in most of my senior classes were uh, around um, managing data. And we okay. did it with with SQL. Yeah. And so I felt more comfortable just being in that in that environment, in that role, working with those technologies since, you know, kind of my whole senior year project was based off of that. So I knew I enjoyed that. And so I wanted to do that. And so I just sought out to to get as much SQL database experience as I could. So, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I transitioned from Dean support into SQL db role and so after a few different working at a few different companies i found myself at mattress firm where i met my mentor carlos he so he was the assigned dedicated support engineer for microsoft and so what that means is like he helped the dba team with any questions or issues that could arise like he was like our dedicated microsoft support guy and we would go to him for any questions so I, I, once I found that out, I kind of leveraged him as much as I could. And I just, it was like the best learning school yeah, for me because he taught me everything he knew. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, he wasn't one of those, he didn't do anything, but he would always come in and tell me, okay, what questions do you have? And I would always have to have questions for him. (laughs) He's like, okay, what do you want to learn today? And I was just like, oh, there were times where I was like, I don't want to learn anything. You know, I just want to (laughs) work. But yeah, so. So he's the one that kind of, yeah, encouraged me. That's an amazing story so far. So uh, did Carlos help you with your journey to Microsoft? He did. Yes. Yeah. And he would always encourage me. He would be like, well, you can work there. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, I am not even like half as smart as you. And like, I can, I can, I knew what the expectations were for the interview. You know, there was like, 
yeah. to go through three interviews and three technical, two technical. And I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way. And I had applied before and had not received any callbacks. And so this one day he's like, you should apply. And, and um, I was like, okay. So I, I did it one more time. And this time we prepared ourselves. He actually walked me through like just a mock interview and he asked me questions and we overly prepared and um, needless to say, it just worked out. Here I am. <laughs> two That's years amazing. Later. That is such an yeah. amazing story, Diana. I'm so glad that I, I, I pinged you and I'm talking to you. I'm so impressed. So much. Yeah, I think that we talk, and especially at Microsoft, we have an allyship program. Everybody gets to go through the program. Uh, but really, your life, like your your life is an example of how allyship could really be so good. Because you did find allies. Your allies were mostly male. And all along, even as a child, you were the most curious person in the room. Yeah. Am I wrong to say that? No, yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of what would help me is I just stay curious and just continue to have that growth mindset and even now I still something will just I just curious and I'm like oh, I'm gonna go google that go being it let's see what that means or what what is that what is that and just yeah I think in technology you almost have to stay curious you know just to get a, a leverage on things because it's always changing and it's always like I said it's always just changing yeah yeah so how are your girls doing and how do they are they proud of you yeah yeah they are um i think they've seen um as how far i've come where i started because they were on the journey with me yeah and i just i i remember i was like yeah i got the job in microsoft and they were like really like oh my god it's like they're yeah. like now we can say mom works for Microsoft and not Mattress Firm. And I was like, hey, I was like, Mattress Firm got me here. But yes. <laughs> that's a, yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think that yeah. one of the best things um, a mother can do is be an example to her children. And my own mom was a school teacher. So she worked all her life. And all my aunts and my grandparents and grandmas and everybody didn't work. So having a mom who had a, she had a career, which she thought was appropriate. And, you know, that's what she could do in her days. Kind of taught me to also um, be independent. So I, I really appreciate your story. So tell me, once you did land at Microsoft, how, how was it? Uh, was it challenging? Was it helpful? Tell me, good, bad, ugly, everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the first, obviously, you start off and you just go to orientation. And so that's kind of like, oh, yeah, I made it. And then you actually go into start doing work. And then you just find yourself like, doubting yourself, you know, it's just like, I guess it's the imposter syndrome kicks in, you know, you're like, what? Why? Why am I here? Like, I'm nowhere near. You're, you're just surrounded by so many smart people like yeah. at Microsoft there's just so many of them and it's like then it's you and you're like why am I here <laughs> it's like yeah so I just found myself doubting myself a lot and I'm still working through that I'm still working through just you know believing in myself and just having the confidence and knowing that hey I was 
hired here for a reason and I do belong here and I'm just as good as everybody else. And, and, you know, what would you have to say about people who are listening to this podcast and saying, she's the smart person I want to be? <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I, I say that, you know, they say luck is when preparation means opportunity. Yes. And I just feel like that my journey prepared me for this opportunity. And But your journey may not turn out the way you intended it. But each obstacle that you face is preparing you for the, your next opportunity. And you have to just keep the faith and trust that you eventually arrive, you know, to whatever it is that you you want to accomplish. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. Beautifully said, Diana. So you, you've talked a lot about like triumphing over over things and god knows you you you've had some challenges in your life but i do want to talk about as a woman in technology what are some of the challenges that are unique to women in technology and then also unique to this not as a woman just just as a person in the tech field what are some of the challenges i think as a woman in tech is the challenges you're you're going to face is obviously tech is known as like kind of like a boys club you know and just being surrounded by a bunch of men is it's it's hard you know because you don't have a lot of women resources to go and you know just and go and just talk about your struggles or yeah uh, anything like that so I think that's the hard part but if you if you kind of put that aside and you kind of try and make friends with everybody you'll find yourself that there's a lot of people that are willing to help you yeah 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 and then there is, is there something you find that's particularly challenging just about the field whether you're man woman young old doesn't matter yeah i think uh, you know like i mentioned before it's always changing you know it's always there's always the next big thing there's always the next big phone the next big <laughs> tech is the next big update and it's like I'm still learning this one can you like not move to the next so I think just keeping yourself up to date I think is the struggle and the challenge but you know just take it day by day yeah you know yeah, that's and, awesome that's awesome and what are some of some of your biggest wins in your life so far in your career what do you consider big wins or small wins uh, I mean, I think just my big win in particular is not only graduating college as coming from, I think I was just the second one in my family to graduate from college. So that's a big win. And then just gaining, winning the or getting a position at Microsoft, you know, that was a huge dream of mine. And just getting here, it's like, wow, I finally made it. I feel like, you know, even though it's not nothing compared to others but I, to me it's like i i i feel like i've made it but yeah yeah no and you know, listen i am of indian origin i grew up in india and i um growing up in india i didn't know that i was poor because i had a roof over my head and i i always had a belly full and but i didn't have a lot but i didn't know mm -hmm. that i was poor according to american standards i would be considered dirt poor right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, it's it's funny because I am familiar with that. I am familiar with the fact that 
growing up in India, I would have looked my life today and said, whoa, I wouldn't even have dreamed of all the things that I have. Uh, but but here, uh, a lot of people take it for granted. And a lot mm -hmm. of people are in amazing, like, uh, amazing position and, um, and, and don't see their own blessings. So do you have any thoughts on that? Or do you have anything to, to add to that? No, I mean, like I teach my girls, but I didn't, it took me a lot to get here. There was time when I moved out and I was pregnant, I didn't, I had an apartment, had no furniture. I, I just, I kind of just walk them through the process just so they can understand that, you know, it takes hard work to get to something like this. You know, not everybody has that advantage, but, you know, you have to work at it and, and really go in full speed and, and, and get to where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words, wise words. I can't wait to see your girls grow and create amazing lives for their own. Their own. So Diana, what is an advice that you would give your, uh, like you know, to yourself at 16, let's say, or at Gosh. 18 or 20, what would you say? To <laughs> Uh, God, I've, I've thought about this several times and I, all I could think of is that you're going to start life, I guess, backwards, <laughs> married with children, but keep going because you'll eventually, you know, get to your destination and, and, and start living your life, not necessarily a mom life, but just right. your life. And yeah. Yeah, uh, so so this is a big, you know, uh, one of the challenges um, that I hear from other women in technology when I talk to them is that, you know, for for a, for a man in technology, and this is not true for everyone, but at least to a certain extent, it's true that, you know, for, for a guy in tech, uh, they have a lot more time to themselves because they have the ability to go to a lot of conferences and do side projects and this and that. They have a lot of time. Whereas a woman tends to, and it's, again, I'm not saying this is true for everybody. Uh, I know that my husband and I are both in technology and he was a very good part. Like he was, he participated in helping me raise my kids. So uh, I'm not saying everyone is like that, but still as a woman, as a mom, dealing with the mom guilt, dealing with the you know, oh, I don't have enough time to learn all the stuff that keeps coming out that like the, the 20, 21 year old fresh out of college kid is staying up all night learning about. So how, how does that, do you have any comments on that? What do you think and how do you deal with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still do, even though my girls are old now, they're in 19 and 18 we still have a different struggle with them as teens you may not be walking right next to them every single second but there's different struggles but you know I just like I said I just kind of take it day by day try to just keep myself organized in a routine and just make time for myself really it's it's kind of how I get through the day you know it's like if if I don't make time for myself, then 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 I'm no good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a great advice. I mean, I think that um, that's very true. My own thing is sometimes I get so caught up in things, then then I'll get sick. 
And so I've learned over over time that if I don't make time for myself, I'm going to end up sick and I'm no, no good to anyone. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So that's great. Self-care is very important. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So what is, so I know that besides working, you also do some other stuff. Uh, I yeah. think you've run a half marathon. So tell me about it. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of my self-care is really just staying physically active. You know, I just do a lot of spin and I do a lot of running and, and I just feel like it just makes me a stronger person, not only physically, but mentally, but just it's like a way to de-stress after the day of not only working, but of just all your house chores and everything else that comes in between. I just, that's my time just to go and relax. I know it doesn't sound relaxing running, but it, it does. Um, you'd, you'd be surprised. And so it just, it just offers me a time to de-stress and just get ready for the next day. So it does. They say that, you know, uh, exercise, you know, releases all these endorphins and also it takes your focus completely away from work. So and, and home and all that stuff. So I can I can see that. Um, so when's your next marathon? Are, are you training for one? <laughs> you know, I haven't done one in a while since COVID, but I've done some like virtual um, virtual runs. I think my last run was actually a a 10k which is six miles to um, help with human trafficking so I I enjoy doing stuff like that but I I haven't found one yet I was thinking about the rodeo run but obviously the rodeo got canceled this year so maybe next year but yeah I haven't looked at the next one but right now I'm kind of just enjoying doing my spin class time so that's amazing yeah Okay, well, and and finally, I'd love to hear, you know, do you have any advice for anyone who's listening, especially young Latinas that are similar in your background? Do you have a message? Of course, you're free to give a message to everyone who's listening because you have such an inspiring story. And I'm just so amazed by all your accomplishments. So anything you'd love to say to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, uh just like I said, you know, it, your journey, it's going to kind of get to take you where you want to be. And to the Latina girls out there, it's okay if you don't look like somebody else that's in the tech field or, you know, your English isn't good. It's, it's okay. You can find a way through and there's a bunch of resources that can help you and just lean into, just lean into what you love and just follow your passion and you'll find yourself um, finding that right job or that right role for yourself. Yeah. And and I think that Diana, especially through from your story, I learned so much about uh, the how to leverage allyship and being curious. Those two things can take you places. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Diana, for joining me today. I, I really, really appreciate your time and I love your story. And uh, I hope you'll come back and talk to me some more in a few months time. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I feel really grateful to do this. So I'm going to put this as my first podcast ever on my on my yeah. dream board. <laughs> That's great. And it's with me. So I'm very happy yeah. about it. Thank you so much. All right. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you so much for listening. Please like this episode and share it with someone you think that'll enjoy it. And do reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect. And also, if you would like to, please join my newsletter by visiting www.barkaherman.com. Thank you.